0: (laughs) Stonecutters podcast, Aaron Hankins, Will Catlett in the building,
1: in the building.
0: Will happy Thanksgiving afterwards. Did you have a good, did you have a good restful break for the holiday?
1: I did, man, you know, went back to LA, you know, I'm still shooting in Atlanta. So I went back to LA before our beloved California is back on shutdown. Um, yeah, man, it was great. You know, got a chance to kick it with the baby and the wife, you know. Um, we brined a turkey, brother. Love. Okay. And then
0: let's let's talk about let's talk about the process of br- there's many different ways that you can do a turkey. So you brined a turkey. Yeah.
1: yeah. How
0: would you do so, that?
1: Well, it's my first it was our first time. Ronnie did most of the work on that. So basically we went to the garden because we have a garden. We got yeah. fresh ropes, married time and all that. Yes. And so we cut that, we put that in there. Um, we had a Home Depot bucket. So you wrap it in a bag, one of those bags that don't burn up, you know those plastic mm-hmm. bags that you can cook in. And then we put all the juices and stuff in there, you know, and um the culture salt, put that around there, boom, boom, boom. Uh-huh. And then we tied it up, put a little ice into the uh Home Depot bucket, set it in there, put some more ice in there, got the uh you got the four gallons of water, whatever that is in there, tied it up, boom, we let it sit overnight, right? So you let everything soak into the to the turkey soaking that was the last podcast we talked about soaking soaking brother soaking so you know and you you know what's crazy about the preparation though people taste the turkey when it's done but sometimes they don't know what went into it the night before brother love the (laughs) night before you know what i'm saying and um it came out great you know so that was uh that was awesome how was yours
0: Excellent. Um, We went a little different route. Um, We made, my wife made the the sweet potato casserole. I made the mac and cheese and we went to a local restaurant in Portland and got a smoked turkey breast. And it was big enough for me, my wife, my daughter, my mom. It was just the four of us. I, I I was telling people earlier today, Will, I ate this smoked turkey for four straight days. It was good. It was really wow. good. Uh, Thursday, wow. Friday, Saturday. So I even had a sandwich on Sunday. So wow. excellent! Like, mm-hmm. and there's like, smoked turkey is excellent. Fried turkey is excellent. I will still say the best turkey I've ever had was a brine turkey.
1: Just, mm-hmm.
0: just something about the brine turkey. It's just,
1: you, you know what I want to do though. I want to brine the turkey again but then I wanna deep fry that boy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I wanna see what that's like. Cause usually the deep fry, you inject it and you do all that and you sit in there 45 minutes, pull it out. I would like to see what that's like. Okay. But yeah, but you know, that's that. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> How did
0: it feel to like break bread and, and you know, with everything that's going on this year like did, did you get an opportunity to just be grateful and like really, you know, just appreciate like everything that's happened?
1: Yeah, man, I think the great thing about Thanksgiving, you know what I'm saying? Um, I know some people don't agree with the holiday for what happened, but when you take a negative and flip it into a positive, this is the time that you usually around family. You know what I'm saying? So I found myself, you know, I had just got back from Atlanta, walking, you know, uh, on my sidewalk, in my driveway, you know, walking into my house that I know it was hell in high water trying to get in. And I would just walk around in the rooms, man, and just be so thankful. I'd be sitting down, and I was like, Lord, I just thank you. You've really smiled on me and my family, you know, and to cook Thanksgiving in my house. You know what I'm saying? I've been in LA over 10 years. Every Thanksgiving that I've ever been to has been in someone else's house. Wow. Or someone else's apartment. It's never been in my house in the years that I've been living in Los Angeles. Even if you go back to D.C., it's in my parents' home, mm. you know? So to see how far I have come, it was like a moment of reflection. Like, man, you know, if you stick with something, you know, things will really work out for you. But you just got to hang in there. And that's the moments I would have it. You know what I mean? I want to text so many people and tell them I'm thankful for them. I think for them. But I just wanted to take that moment just to be thankful for the journey. Because if I'm thankful for the journey, then I'm also thankful for everybody that's been on that journey. You know what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely. I had, uh, I think it was Friday after Thanksgiving, I had sort of the same like thoughts and really being appreciative of everybody that got me to this point. And I reached out to some, some some old coworkers of mine from some of my first early jobs to just like just let them know like hey I w- I've been thinking about you and just really thankful about where I'm at and like you're really important in the journey and yeah that's and I'm, man it's just like it's really cool for you this is your first like this is a seminal moment man this is like yeah. a yeah the
1: yeah. first of many the first you know reminds me of a, of a scripture that says into his gates with Thanksgiving and his courts were praised. And Thanksgiving always opens the gate to wherever you wanna go in life, being thankful. Sometimes we're so uh, bitter because things are not happening at the time frame that we want them to happen. But sometimes even in your bitterness or even in the moment that you see people ahead of you, sometimes you just got to be thankful and say, I am thankful because thankfulness is a key that opens the gate. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm thankful for what is happening for Aaron, Aaron is a gate that will open the door for me. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we always have to get rid of jealousy and unforgiveness and those things because they block us from seeing the gates. They're walking gates around you every single day. That's why they call them what in Hollywood? gatekeepers. You know what I'm saying? Yes thankful because there's something just different about you, Aaron. There's something different about you, Will. You just got this, this thankfulness about it. They don't even know they're opening the door, you know what I'm saying, for me to come in. Even for actors, right? Um, in your slates, a slate is, for those who don't know, it's at the end of your audition tape, you slate your name, you know what I'm saying, you usually slate your name, your height, and when you're located, right? So for me, if I'm slating, I will say uh, Will Catlett 6'1", Los Angeles, California, you know what I'm saying? So, but even in the thankfulness in your slate, some people overlook the slate, but the slate is the bookend. So you have to give that slate the same attention that you gave the audition Mm. because the last thing they're gonna see is your slate. You know what they're gonna take from that? This person has joy, this person is responsible, this person is thankful, you know what I'm saying? Has that thankfulness. And you have all that wrapped up in that six seconds of your slate, you see what I'm saying? So everything is speaking, Aaron, you know what I'm saying? Oh man, my boy, Will's on one tonight, y'all,
0: watch out. Watch out, he's in attack mode. This is, is you finish, it's you finish. That's the winners win, finishes finish, you a closer.
1: you got to close. You got to close the deal. You know what I'm saying? But you close the deal before the deal is presented to you mm-hmm. by being thankful. Yeah. Ooh, Stonecutters
0: podcast. You can find this on all major streaming platforms. You can also find uh, the video recording of this podcast on our YouTube channel. Please go ahead. Like hit that subscribe button. Um, if you have questions, you can shoot us those questions at www.stonecutterspodcast.com. And our email address is stonecutterspodcast@gmail.com.
1: at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So, Will. Hold on. Real quick, real quick. Shout out to LeVar Ball. You got all three of your sons in the league. I just want to say that. He's the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> He's the GOAT. Okay. It just hit, <laughs> hit me. You got LiAngelo, you got LaMelo, and you got Lonzo. They all in the NBA in the 2021 season.
0: Who, who picked up um, the, the, the chain snatcher? Or no, he stole sunglasses. That's what it was. Who picked the, him up?
1: Um, the Detroit Pistons. Wow. Detroit's Pistons. Okay. You
0: know. And before I say anything else, the views expressed on this podcast are solely those of myself and Will's, and they do not reflect upon our employers, past, present, or in the future. Mm-hmm. So Will... Speaking of questions, um, we actually had a question or two come in to the website, and um, it really, the question is from our good buddy, Zach, and he wants to know, did you experience a sort of a conviction or a certainty towards your craft? Like, did, did, how were you able to find your, your lane, your role, your identity? And I wanted to ask you that first while I sort of figure out how I'm going to answer it. Cause I know you already, you already figured it out.
1: Well, um, I'm going to actually speak from my wife's perspective, because when you were reading the question, it made me think of my wife because what's the, what's the brother's name? Zach. Zach. So Zach reminds me a lot of my wife in a way that they're multi-talented at a lot of different things. They can do a lot of things really well. Like most people can do a few things well but they have the ability to whatever they set their mind to, they can do it extremely well at a high level. And so what happens with people like that, it's that they get scattered because they don't know what to do because they can do so many things well, everything intrigues them. And I was speaking to my wife today and she talked about her gift um, of substance. And it spoke to me because now she has really opened the door and understood that her gift is substance. So she knows how to bring the substance out of everything. Now that she knows that she can make her, 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 her road a lot more narrow, narrow because she can focus on what things that I'm supposed to bring the substance out of versus things that are just things that I'm interested in. So what I would tell Zach uh, to do is you have to find that thing, that one thing, that one seed uh, that speaks to you. Like for me, in my wife's acceptance, mine is revival, right? I'm an actor, but I have the seed of revival, meaning that in any situation that I'm in, I'm always trying to bring the best out of something. I'm trying to revive something. Once I locate the seed, then I know all that I need to know. So Zach has to find his seed. Once he said, I can do this, I can build this, I I can build art, I can paint this, I can do it. But what is your seed? My wife's is substance, mine is revival. So even when I'm acting, people said, oh man, it's not like you're acting. When you were doing love this, why? I'm trying to revive love. I understand what my role is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So And I understand what my seed is. And that's why I tell people all the time, when people say purpose, purpose, find your purpose, find your purpose, find your purpose. Well, you can have a purpose in a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but what is your seed? See now, the purpose of a seed is to go into the ground to die and to grow and to become a tree or whatever that seed is named. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So if you're a peach, your job is to go into the ground, die to become a peach tree and eventually bear fruit. But the peach is not trying to become the orange, although it may like the orange.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm
1: saying? So I'm kind of coding it in a way because I want Zach to discover it for himself. But what I'm saying is that understand what is your seed. And that is to everyone that listens to this podcast. You have to find your seed. You have to uncover what is your seed. Yeah. Just like we both have children, right? We came to the earth with our seeds and it's already. You know what I'm saying? Although we, you know, do I think what our wife, out comes a baby. We name the baby Hamabi or you name the baby. Uh, 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 why am I blanking on? Uh, Moran. Moran? You name the baby <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But there was our Marin and Hamabi was already in your loins before you got here. You know what I'm saying? So you have to discover what is your seat, and your seat will lead to your purpose. So no matter what will does in life, whether I run for president, whether I run for an office, whether I uh, become the greatest actor I ever live, whether I go build a building, I can guarantee you that when you walk in any of those things or you see me do any of those things, you will taste the seed of revival because that's why I'm here. And that is the ultimate purpose that we're all trying to find. Why am I here? Like a lot of us are at jobs that don't cultivate the seed that we, that we are. Yes. So therefore you're disgruntled, therefore you're bitter, therefore you're like, why am I here? Because it's not cultivating who you're supposed to be.
0: Yeah, the issue though is, is that we don't understand what it is about the job that we don't like that causes these feelings. So my answer to Zach is very much, I'm gonna try to make this as simple and plain as I can. Write down Mm. the things that you've done, write down the things that you like to do, write down the things that you wanna do. There's a common thread. And it's really about identifying what the common thread is. Will told you that his is revival, his wife's is substance. For me, it might be innovation, and from all the different things that I do, whether it's a podcast, whether it's the work that I do at Nike, whether it's playing around in my studio, um, riding a scooter—you know, any of those different things—it's about innovating. It's about finding new ways to do things that have already been done. Try to try to invent the new and the different, right? And to the first question that he asked, which was just like, "How did you find your lane or your identity?" I think that both of us through years of self-reflection and running into obstacles and and going up against things that we know weren't meant for us but we had to go through them to learn the lesson to to better understand ourselves so that the next time we know that's what we don't want to do right Mm -hmm. you've done roles that you knew weren't the best that weren't the best fit for you, but you needed to do them so that you knew that you weren't gonna do them again. So Zach, you're on the right track. You're understanding things. These aren't things that are gonna happen overnight because you can develop the common thread. You can figure out what it is. Oh, well, maybe I just like to make stuff. And I would challenge you to go deeper because you can make many different things, but if it's not aligned with a person, cause, something that really is is deep within you. Because from my story, I was a 10 year old kid and I saw a Nike shoe and that sent me on this path towards science and engineering and things of that nature. So my purpose and my common thread, working my way to get a job at Nike was to be a part of that innovation cycle where I can inspire a 10 year old version of me again. And to start the end to start that cycle all over again. So but I didn't realize that until I was probably the second year into really trying to get a job at Nike. So it was like, I was still working on self reflection. And even to this day, every day that I work at Nike, and every day that I get to talk to Will, I'm learning more and more about myself. And what that common thread is within me it may evolve into something else it may em- evolve into something greater just like will said when he wins the awards when he runs for senate when he when he wins a, a, <laughs> when he wins a place in public office it will it'll be around revival but it may it may evolve into something else
1: mm-hmm. now i just got one correction <laughs> i've never accepted a role that i didn't like really I've never done a role that I didn't like.
0: Well, how can you say that if you, what I understand with most of the things that you work on, you don't get to see the whole thing until it's done, right?
1: Yeah, but my process of accepting auditions, you know, I've never selected a role that I didn't want to play. Okay. You know what I'm saying? so, like, and I, I was thinking about it as you were saying it, I was like, okay, have I, have I, have I? And I was like, no, I can't find that I've selected a role that I didn't want to play in any, in, in any shape, form or fashion. Like, I ha- I'm sure down the road, there'll be opportunities that come that I have to decide. But see, like my brother Zach, I'm always looking, does this role speak to the revival in me? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, I got key moments when I'm playing Lila on Black Lightning, I thought about my nephew Malik, you know what I'm saying? Cause the character name was Malik that I'm trying to say, what am I trying to do? Trying to revive him and show him another way. So, you know, I think that's what our good brother has to do is don't be afraid to not do what you think you're supposed to do or what people want you to do. So you have to like, like we talked about you know, it took us years. I don't really believe when I look at my wife, um, I look at my daughter, Hamabi, I don't believe it has to take years for her to figure out what her gift is. You see what I'm saying? Because now that we are aware, we're looking for it at, at, at a young age. Absolutely. You know, so we can cultivate her gift. She may say, dad, I don't wanna go to school. I'm not gonna push you to go to school. And I know that your gift is not gonna be cultivated in school. So what I want my brother Zach to do is take some time out to sit with yourself and really close your eyes and ask God, what is my gift? Highlight my gift because my gift is what makes room for me. That will indicate where, what I'm supposed to do. And then get some good people around you like my brother Aaron. You know what I'm saying? That you can have a mastermind group with and say, hey, what do you think I'm really good at? Who do you think my focus should be? Because a lot of times your friends are your mirrors, your good friends that can show you yourself and say, "Hey, Will, I think you need to do this." Just like you know, everything really took off, Aaron. For me, is when we had that mastermind group because when John and yourself and, and Ung, unsung, yeah. unsung, you know, I figured out that I was doing too many things. Remember, I was doing. It- clothing line. I was doing this. I was doing that. I had too many things going on, you know, can be equally good at those things. But the thing that I was supposed to be doing is what I'm doing right now. And so talking to you guys helped me look at that and shape that. Y'all helped me shape that and say, okay, brother, focus on this. And Tyler Perry said something. He also said, you know, focus on one thing. And do one thing well, then everything else will open up. And then I begin to look at Jay Z. Before Jay Z was the mogul that he is, what was he doing? Rapping, focusing on rapping. Rapping brought Rockefeller, bought the clothes, bought the shoes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got him to Beyonce. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> Got him to Def Jam. Then he becomes Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? So we have to to, to focus in on that one thing.
0: So the second question that Zach sent us was more around our partners. And I wanted to, I wanted to take his question, which is really specific. And I wanted to just zoom out for a minute Mm -hmm. to anybody who's listening to the podcast, Will, do you think that a partner is necessary for you to find your true self, or is it something that can happen, uh, during the process or during the journey? Because you know right. some, some people are gonna get stuck and they're gonna be like, well, I need to find a man first before I can do this, or I'm gonna need to find my woman, or I'm gonna need to find my partner before I can really you know, get to the next level. And then other people are gonna be like, well, I think if once I get to the next level, then the person will appear. Is there a right or a wrong answer?
1: No, it's not a right or a wrong answer, but it is a right answer and it is a wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, a man could be wishing for his wife but he hasn't discovered his work. And a woman is supposed to help you with your work. She's a multiplier. She's supposed supposed to give the woman the vision and she makes it bigger than what it is. This is what women do. You give a woman a house, she gives you a home. You give her anger, she gives you hell. You give her a loaf of bread, she gives you a sandwich. So the point is to find your work, discover your gift. So now when you get the woman, she can help you with your assignment and she has someone to follow. But if you don't know what your gift is, then what is she going to help you with? You see what I'm saying? Now, sometimes people meet and the woman helps the person discover their gift. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But a lot of times what happens, the woman helps the person discover their gift, but they don't know who they are. So they cheat on the woman and they go and do this and boom, 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 boom. And they like, that happens too. Now for me, I had discovered my work, my gift. And when I did that, it was time for me to expand. And then the Lord brought Rondi, you know what I'm saying, my wife, because now I needed help. A woman is called a helpmeet. So she came to help me with my assignment. This is why Adam is in the garden, naming the animals, and he can't find a suitable helpmeet because there's no animal that can help him with his assignment. So God puts him to sleep and brings Eve out of him to help him with his assignment. So this is the same thing that goes over and over and over again. So I always tell women and men, marriage is your right. It's definitely your right. But focus on finding your work and find your gift. And women, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself now. You might be looking for a man right now, but can you cook? Can you do the things that you need? I'm just saying, it's as simple (laughs) as that. I'm, I'm gonna keep it above. Can you cook? Can you do this? Can you do that? Men, can you cook? Can you do this? Can you do that? You know what I'm saying? Because here's the thing though, I think we try to, you know, um, we try to get away from the, the, the roles that we are meant to play. You know what I'm saying? That's not saying, oh, you only want women to cook. You don't want them to go with work and make more money. No, I'm not saying that. But at the end of the day, there's a role of the man and there's a role of the woman. And that's what allows us to come together like this you know what i'm saying now the man cannot suppress the woman you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and the woman cannot suppress the man we're supposed to work as one you know what i'm saying whatever i put into my body has to benefit my wife whatever she puts into her body has to benefit her you know what i'm saying i mean to benefit me because we are together and death do us part and she can go do whatever she wants to. do you know what i'm saying but i say all this to say preparation. You know what I'm saying? To be prepared for the person that you want. Be the wife now. Be the husband now. Discover your work now. You ask God these questions now. So when the person comes, you don't destroy a good ground because you don't know what to do with it or you don't have the tools necessary to till that ground.
0: Hmm. You see
1: what I'm saying? So a lot of people want things but they haven't prepared themselves. A lot of people say in acting, I wanna be where you at Will, but are you willing to go through what Will been through? Are you willing to get up in the morning and go work out at 7.30 in the morning? Well, curious. To get these abs abs I've been talking about. Are you willing?
0: (laughs) Curious of the whole process, because what they see is the, just like with the turkey, people came over, they ate the turkey, They 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 weren't with you shooting in the gym buying the bucket, going to Home Depot, doing all these things. So it's like to understand these, there's relationships that you want, but it's like those relationships required a a lot of work.
1: Mm -hmm. Like I told my sister, bro. mm -hmm. I told my sister, I want to bring up the cooking thing, right? My mom's a great cook. You know what I'm saying? I watched my mom and my dad cook for each other all my life, right? But mostly my mom cooked, right? Before um, she is now an amputee, right? Because of diabetes. So... But I told my sister, my sister you know, is in her 40s. Well, she's 40, so I'm 38. And she would say, "You know, I want a marriage, I want this, I want that. I said, but sis, you don't know how to cook. You don't know how to do anything Whew, at this time. You know what I'm saying? So you're asking for something that you are not prepared to have. Why would God give you that? You're not prepared. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just, can you cook a good steak or a fish? It's like, okay, you're not disciplined enough because you haven't learned these tools. You know? Self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. But I love my sister because she took it on the chin. Now she in there, boom, 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 cooking up a storm. What's she don't do, she don't don't lost 40 pounds. Wow. You see what I'm saying? So now she just came out with a book of how to, uh, I forget the name of the book, but she's came out, she's coming out with a book because she went from, she caught COVID and then I gave her some stuff to do. What is it called, boo? Spirit, uh, spiritual detox, what? The spiritual detox fast, right? So she's coming out with this book, but I told her you need to do this, you need to do that. And she did it. She listened to the instructions. My sister dropped 40 pounds. She's five two. She was like two something, you know what I'm saying? So she dropped that weight. See, now she's putting herself in a position. You know what I'm saying? Because now she feels good about herself. Now she's discovering her work. You know, I'm going to use this situation so that because I want to help people. So she's discovering her work. So now the man is going to find her because she's prepared herself. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Stonecutters podcast. Aaron Hankins, (laughs) Will Catlett. Like, man, just like (laughs) thanks after Thanksgiving special, man. We just, we we giving y'all the good leftovers.
1: Right. You (laughs) know. It's real well, congrats,
0: well, congratulations. I mean, I, I, I heard some bad news and I heard some good news in there. So, man.
1: Yeah. But, but the same thing too. Okay. We are talking about food, right? For a little bit. As much as I love my dear mother, who I love with all my heart. I told my mom, I said, mom, you can't, you can't be mad at the doctor. You ate that leg off because you didn't listen. Now, sometimes you have to hit people with the hard truth. It's, it, you know, love is correction. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, and I told her, I sympathize with her. I was with her when she was crying in the hospital. I was motivating her to get on out. You know what I'm saying? It's a tough thing for anybody that goes through diabetes and have to go through the amputee situation. But it's better, you know, it's still you still get, you know, we live in a time now when you get another leg and it ain't gonna be like your, your, your real leg, but you can get another one and you can keep it moving. But I had to remind her, mom, the doctor didn't cut that leg off. You ate that leg off because you didn't listen. And so many of us are doing that to ourselves. We're eating our arms off, our legs off, our fingers off. You know what I'm saying? Because we're not, we're not, we're not eating right. You know what I'm saying? And that's not just in the food, that's in what we listen to. That's what we put into our mind. You know what I'm saying? Well, my mom never been married. My father, that ain't got nothing to do with you. So what are you eating? You're eating the bread of my mom never did. My father never did. So I will never do it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I always go back to Nike's slogan, the greatest slogan that was ever made in the world. Just do it. You have to push through all those generational things that block you. So when that happened to my mother, you know, and come from a family of hypertension and all that, I'm not going to eat like you guys eat. Because I can see what my future will be. If I continue to eat how you guys are eating, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to eat that leg off down the road. And I can't be mad at nobody because I didn't change my diet. You know what I'm saying? So we have to change the way we eat. We got to change the way we think, Tupac Shakur. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We got to change the way we eat. We got to change the way we think. Because if we do not do those things, you're never going to succeed in life. You're always going to be at a disadvantage because you're not giving yourself a jump start. Like when I go to the gym in the morning, because this is I a personal trainer now, right? You know what I'm saying? And every morning I don't want to get up, it's hard working there pushing Big Bertha. You know, you got this thing <laughs> to sled that you gotta push. Yes. Pushing Big Bertha ain't no joke. Dragging Big Bertha ain't no joke. I don't like Big Bertha. You know what I'm saying? But I want the results that come from pushing Big Bertha. The result that comes from pulling Big Bertha. Well, it starts here. Will gotta get up, you know what I'm saying? Five in the morning, get myself together so I can get to that gym.
0: Your mind, you know? has, to be, your mind has to be clear. You have to have a focus and an intention yeah. that, that does, it, it's gonna be cloudy in the morning, but if you're so laser focused and honed in on it, getting up in the morning, it's a little bit easier. Then if you what get up that? and you're and you all over the place and, and you don't have a clear direction, you don't have a plan, yeah. you're waking up with a plan.
1: And the people you inspired to be, The Rock, 200 million followers. What time is The Rock getting up? What is The Rock doing? How is The Rock able to do HBO and movies and all this other stuff? That means The Rock is getting up three, four in the morning. Somewhere around there. He's getting to the gym before he goes to set. You know what I'm saying? He's doing the things that he needs to do to give him that edge. Sometimes you don't have to be the most talented in the bunch, but you do have to have the edge. You have to do something that's going to give you the edge. Don't worry about, like, I don't worry about, like, you know, what I cannot do. Other actors do things that I can't do, probably. You know what I'm saying? But I know what the things that I do well, and I work on the things that I need to work on. You see what I'm saying? But I know what I can do, is get up early. You know what I'm saying? I know I, what well, I can do. If, if I want that superhero body and you want women to look at you a certain way and that comes with, you know, being a movie star that you want to be, you got to get your butt up. Yep. You got to push that weight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you got to do it. And, and ah, I just get excited because I'm doing the work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when you know that you're doing the work, it makes it easier when you go to set. You know what I'm saying? It makes it easy when you take your shirt off. You ain't got to suck everything in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You've been sucking it in at the gym. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Am I there yet? No, I'm not there. But I'm knocking at the door. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm knocking at the door. And that's why I love when we had these conversations because not only is it helping others, like the reason why we started this podcast is because we were talking these conversations we would have with each other over the phone. You know what I'm saying? And some things that you said today and some things that I've heard myself say, you know, with the questions that Zach asked. And I'm like, yo, OK, don't forget your seed. Don't forget to work hard. Don't forget the right things down that you like or you dislike. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that you're moving in the right direction. Make sure you're prepared. Make sure you're eating right. You know, so all these things I'm reminding myself of you know, uh, the things that I'm supposed to do to get to where I want to go. I thought we had one more question. I know we spent some time on that. No, that, that
0: those are the two questions. So, and we're out of time, Will. So this is a great session today. And uh, I don't know what we leave people with. There's so much th- that we talked about today. You gotta eat right. And eating right isn't just the food, but it's also mm-hmm. what you put into your brain and what you put mm-hmm. into your mind. Um, I'm going to, when we get off of this call, I'm going to tell my wife, I'm going to go tell my wife that I love her and I appreciate her because mm. she's a multiplier. Like your wife's a multiplier for you. Um, it's always good to take time to really be mindful of what the common thread is. Right. And I'm, 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 gra- I'm glad that you said that your, yours is revival. So I have to like, I have to really Mine is innovating, but I I need to make sure because there may just it may just be rooted in just creativity. So, Mm -hmm.
1: but you um, know what? When you spoke about innovation, it made sense to me though, because that's all that's all you always doing. You're building something out of nothing. You're innovating being something. When you're at Nike, you're thinking about better ways to do it. You think about better ways to do politics, better ways for everything. Even I'm sure with going on with the election, you thought about better ways in your mind of how things can be sorted out so that we don't go what we're going through right now. You know what I'm saying? You Absolutely. think about t-shirts, you think about the Rolex that you have on your wrist. You know what I'm saying? You thought about that when you went to th- over 30 some countries. You know what I'm saying? So in your mind, it's always thinking about innovation. So therefore, innovation most likely is your seed. And that's what draw, you know what I'm saying? Even you think well, my to build houses one day, man, I might just, why? You gotta ask yourself, why? Why am I thinking about these things? That is pointing to you where your seed is at. And if you can discover your seed, and if you can discover your gift, you will discover all the resources you need to support that seed and to support that gift. A lot of times you run around, why don't have enough money? Because you haven't found the gift. Because the gift has all the money that you ever need tied to it. So get out there and get with your gift. Talk with your gift. Speak to your gift. Wrestle with your gift till so you become your gift. Stone on podcast.
0: Go yeah. Catholic. Aaron Hankins, we out.